Hi, everyone. This is Ron Jolson, and you're listening to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum session number 13 with Jeff Reeder, the managing partner in Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm Ron Jolson. I'm your host. Uh, this morning, I'm pleased to greet those of you. Uh, we have over 1,400 res, uh, registered. Uh, hopefully, a lot of you are on the call. So I want to uh, introduce our uh, guest today, Jeff Reeder. Uh, Jeff, we like to think of as somebody who does life differently, and we don't mean that because he's odd. Uh, we mean that because uh, that's the name of uh, his book. Uh, and so we're going to hear about that in, in a little bit. Um, so since 1984, Jeff has uh, been with Northwestern Mutual, but he's also, uh, and these are his words, had the opportunity by design and not by default to guide his life in the direction his creator has led him. And we're going to hear a little bit about that, I'm sure. Uh, as an advisor, Jeff has had the privilege to annually make forum uh, in his early 20s. Uh, he was uh, in the top 10 in the South, became a top field director, and has become a life member of the Million Dollar Roundtable, as well as top of the table. And at age 34, Jeff was named managing partner in Fort Worth. Uh, in 2002, Jeff moved to Houston as managing partner there, and he is currently the most, somebody has to be Jeff, the most tenured managing partner in the system, and is currently serving as member of the Managing Partner Association as chairman of that which, by the way, is a very, very important role, and I really appreciate you doing it. It takes a lot of time. I really feel that it's one of those key field positions that the home office relies on, and so just thank you for that. Uh, over the years, Jeff has earned MP Achievement Awards as well as Team Awards. Uh, and a, another area of gratitude in our system is Jeff having been the chairman of the Christian Fellowship Breakfast, so we thank you for that. Uh, big Baylor University guy where he played football, uh, and Cindy, I think your wife played tennis there as well. Uh, so we, we rarely have a conversation where we hear some, don't hear something about Baylor. We'll see if that's true today. Uh, and of course, Jeff, as I mentioned, uh, is author of that best-selling book, uh, Do Life Differently. It's not the number one bestseller. That would be the Bible. Um, but it is a very, it is a, a bestseller anyway. And for many years, Jeff has also uh, had a consulting company that does life coaching. Uh, and uh, spurs forward human performance called Wellspring. So um, inside and outside the walls of the Texas Financial Group, Jeff is passionate about encouraging others to seek, uh, first serve, and love, and care, and matter, and make a difference, and be a catalyst in the life of other people. That's a quote. Uh, he has coined the acronym HOPE, helping others pursue extraordinary. Now, I would have said help others pursue excellence. I think it's better grammar, but we're going to go with yours because you made it up. So it's good. And this is the essence of Jeff's heart and his pursuit as a Christian seeking to be a difference maker in our world. As I said, Jeff is married uh, to Cindy, enjoys a lot of outdoor adventures. Uh, and he and spend, Cindy spend a lot of time at the Reader Ranch, which I will be going to for the first time this year, Jeff. I'm very excited about that. Uh, but I do not want to delay any further because we got a lot to talk about. So let me start, Jeff, with um, really, go, let's go back to the uh, a few years ago. Now, Jeff has an annual theme every year, something you may not know about, Jeff. And a few years ago, your theme was life adventure with God as your guide. So I, could you talk a little bit about that? I, I know we're going back in history. I'd love to hear what that means 
to you. Yeah, this group has got too much on me, Ron, but uh, so they know stuff and those questions are informed. But man, first of all, Ron, I'm so honored and humbled and a little nervous because this is a this is such a group of people that I love and care about. And and so I'm so hopeful that today might have a little impact, a little nudge, a little heart focus for some of us. It certainly will for me because I'm I'm uh, I feel like I'm in a spot where, you know, just some of my incredible peers that I love so much uh, I can see on this screen. Um, man, life adventure with God is my guide. When I when I think about that, I get energized about my faith journey. And, you know, there's a scripture in Psalm uh, 16 that says that God will lead us um, and in his presence, there is an abundance of joy. And I'm just, from my point of view, um, life adventure with God at my, as my guide makes me think about um, high mountain archery elk hunting, spot and stock with a guide. Uh, and I try to get uh, one guide that's, I think, the best in the world. And often he takes me and I follow him and he's instinctive and he thinks for me and occasionally you know, he, he just, he's a, he's an amazing person discerning where we should go. And when I'm with him in the high mountains, I'm with him step by step by step. Often my footprint goes into his footprint, uh, up in the, up in the mountains. And so often I've done that and I'm doing that to commune with God these days way more than I'm trying to really actually shoot an elk. And God and I have this community and I hear him say, why don't you let me guide you like you let your hunting guide guide you. <laughs> and, and it's kind of like, yes, sir, I got it. I got to do better. But but that's how I visualize this faith pilgrimage. God guides us. Even when we don't know he's there, he's guiding us. And if we attune our hearts and minds to God's heart, as a man thinketh in their heart, so are they. Not in their head. And I think that has a lot to do with God guiding us. I, I think that's absolutely the case. This reminds me of the old story when the man picks up Jesus hitchhiking on the side of the road and he opens the door and Jesus gets in and he says, move over. I drive. But anyway, let's uh, we'll move on. So maybe uh, let's uh, shift to your devotional life, Jeff. And uh, tell, can you tell us a little bit? And it really touches on what you just said, but your time alone with God and your study and habits uh, that you have found that, that have really transformed you. Yeah, I'm chuckling because I think that came from either Jim Malonis or Brittany Anderson, that question, um, because they know these things, but I am, maybe it's strange. I don't know, but I get up really early. Uh, I get up really energized about spending time with God. Um, I'm uh, every, you know, this whole, the, 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 the scripture that says as a deer panteth after water, so my soul panteth after you. And so for many, many years, um, 40, 50 years, that's been a, a habit these days, uh, Ron, I get a new Bible every year. Um, I start in it, uh, at the beginning where it says in the beginning, I don't know if you can see that, but it just, I mean, I try to mark up a Bible, um, cover to cover with notes and highlights and annotation. 
And it's um, my vision is that my grandkids and great grandkids are each going to have one of these and they're going to know that their grandpa was crazy. And so uh, that's that's kind of what that is. Um, And two things real quick on this for those of us thinking through this. First of all, some of us should should maybe consider that, you know, going through a Bible and really digging in daily Maybe it's three or four chapters a day will get you to the end of the Bible by the end of the year. Um, but I would suggest that many of us shouldn't do that or shouldn't seek to, to do that. What we should seek to do is get in the habit of reading God's word daily and having a daily quiet time. And I'm convinced that we shouldn't feel guilt. I don't think God causes us to feel guilt about not reading God's word. I think that's Satan that causes us to feel guilt. Sometimes God convicts us. I get that part. But what I have challenged people to do with this book, which I think is the greatest book in the history of the world, is read a, read a sentence a day. And I'll, I'll get somebody to promise me that they'll read a sentence a day for the next 365 days of their life. And you can't imagine the letter I get at the end of the year when they say, I did it, but, but it wasn't just a sentence a day. It started out, I, mean, I was keeping my habit, my commitment, uh, to read a sentence. And then I read a few sentences and then a chapter and then more. And so I just challenge people to consider that. Uh, Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. And I'm convinced that's even more true about reading God's word habitually. I, I think that's so true. And I think that when it becomes part of us, then God's word becomes one of our weapons, right? Uh, we're able to draw on it as we need to when we come across situations. And when you've read scripture as much as you have, they're just, and it's already happened in our discussion, it comes out naturally. And that, of course, gives power to what you're saying. And it's not from you, it's from him. So that makes it real and that makes it uh, tangible. And that's awesome. Uh, so I love that, Jeff. And, and so speaking of scripture, let's turn to kind of the theme of today. And I'd like everybody to, uh, to focus on this a bit. And we'll, just before we go to the breakout, we'll, we're going to flash this up again. Uh, but let me, let me read to you Psalm 45, verses 3 through 5. And it says, Gird your sword on your side, O mighty warrior. Clothe yourselves with splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride forth victoriously in the cause of truth, humility, and justice. Let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies and let the nations fall beneath your feet. So my question is, uh, very simple, Jeff, why did you choose these verses to talk about today? What meaning do they, they have to you? Well, again, Ron, it's a little bit of a, when you asked me that question, is there a theme? I thought, ride forth victoriously. And then I thought about that scripture. It's, a, it's King David. It's an amazing scripture. Um, the, 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 it is not something, you know, it's, it's like without Christ in my heart and life, I've got no, uh, splendor or no majesty. Right. And, and it's really his splendor, his majesty. But then those words, you know, ride forth victoriously for the cause of truth, humility, and, and justice, you know, what does the Lord require of you? but to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And so I'm convinced that God is calling us to ride forth in a world that's pretty mixed up and do it with victory on our heart and victory in our mind. Um, this idea of 
What are we doing with our right hand? Is it eternal or is it temporal, what we're focused upon? And so I just love that. And of course, it has uh, let your sharp arrows pierce hearts of the king's enemies. I think, uh, you know, I'm a, again, back to that archery hunting. I, I love the the arrow vision of, of what a warrior would do. And, and so, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that somebody on this call might be challenged to, to see their, their ride forth victorious opportunity as a warrior for the Lord, uh, to make a, a profound difference in our world, which so many of our advisors do with every call. Every time they make a call to a prospective client, their heart is focused on the impact that they can have in that person's life, certainly financially, but even beyond that. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, you know, when I just read this, and I probably read it many times, but it just struck me. In your majesty, ride forth victoriously. We already have the victory. We have it right now. So that gives you just tremendous confidence, doesn't it? Knowing that the victory is already ours. Uh, we know what happens at the end of the story, don't we, Jeff? Right. And so right. we have the victory, and we're just along the way we get to be victorious, right? Fantastic. So I'm curious, and have you, in your uh, living out your faith, have you experienced uh, tribulation? Uh, has this helped you if, when times when you've experienced tribulation? Uh, I'm just curious uh, if you could share any of that with us. Yeah, um, man, I, you know, that question, I think, is also a little bit informed. I think when we stand for Christ, um in this world, um, and, and try to seek to be the person he's called us to be, uh, yeah, you're going to get some of that. And, uh, I think it's second uh, Corinthians two, it talks about our pursuit of being the aroma of Christ. Um, and that goes on and says some things that I don't fully understand, but I've pondered a lot. It says you can be the aroma of Christ and really transform life and be the aroma of life in Christ. And then it also says that same aroma can be to somebody who rejects Christ can be the aroma of death. And again, I don't fully understand that, but I pray passionately that I'm not, that I'm just the aroma of, of, of life and that I'm helping people move toward Christ and, and see Christ as something that they want to be a part of their life. I think more and more, though, uh, as we go forward as Christians in this world, we're going to face some tribulation. We're going to face some issues. And I'm convinced that God has called us to be bold and God has called us to, to love and serve and not judge. But at the same time, uh, boldly be that aroma that prayerfully leads to life and never death. You know, I think uh, just J Jeff, listening to you and, and knowing you, uh, you know, you have a joy that is only can only can be explained through the Lord and your relationship. Um, and this kind of gets back a little bit to what you said before, uh, how you're really talking to him every day. People have often asked me, how do you how do you strengthen your relationship with the Lord? It's like any relationship. You have to spend time with him. And I love because what I've seen in you is you spend a lot of time with the Lord. You spend a lot of time in the word. You're able to draw on the word. I'm kind of summarizing what you said. You've been able to draw on the word uh, in your day to day. And then what does that do? It shows joy throughout you. And that is that sweet aroma that I think others um, are experiencing, which is really 
the joy of Christ uh, in you and it exudes, it's all over you. And uh, I just want to encourage you to keep, keep going because uh, I think you have an amazing impact on people just in hearing you talk. And maybe we'll find out from others if, if they agree with me. I already know that they do. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about um, the marketplace, you know, your day to day. And, you know, do you feel like uh, you're able to live out your faith day to day in the marketplace? Do you find that you have uh, the courage that you need to talk about your faith uh, in your work? You know, I think it's a really important question, Ron. Um, we're, we're called to love and we're called to have that joy. We are not called to judge. In fact, really, the more time you spend in God's word, the more reality you, you know, when he says, if, do you love me? And the disciple says, yes. And he says, feed my sheep. He doesn't say judge my sheep. He doesn't say call my sheep. He doesn't say figure out which of my sheep should go here and there, or which is spotted. And, you know, he says, love them. He doesn't say judge them. And, and so I think, um, as I go through my day, it is my hope that as, you know, leading our firm and, and building culture and building our team and then seeing clients and all that sort of thing, that all that's there is joy and love. You know, the, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Is that what they're experiencing? Or are they, are they feeling like they're, they're getting judged by me or they're, they're feeling, you know, like there's consternation for, Hey, you need to do better. You know, that isn't ever the thing. And so I think in the marketplace, We've got our banner, the banner over us has got to be love into that community. And that's why that uh, seek first, I say this a lot in the firm, seek first to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Seek first to serve, love, care, matter, make a difference and be a catalyst in the life of another person and see if everything else doesn't just work out. Yeah. I mean, you can see that. uh, I think of that in the the way Jesus chose his disciples, right? So, uh, you know, back at the time, this, the rabbis would choose their disciples. They were usually the ones that were the smartest. They had the most understanding of scripture. They were very learned, but no, not Jesus. He picked like, he saw their hearts, right? And he, he picked his disciples based on what was inside. They weren't, they were fishermen. They weren't particularly learned. They sure learned a lot. Um, but, um, you know, if he had been, like you said, judging like crazy, uh, that they, they would have gone nowhere, but he loved them right into the kingdom. Uh, and so I think that's what you're talking about. That's awesome. Um, so we talked about, uh, in our prior conversation, we talked, uh, and you used the term moonshot. So what is moonshot? And why, why should people understand what that is from your perspective in 2023? Man, moonshot is my, uh, it's actually, Ron, my 2023 theme uh, is moonshot. And that's a picture my my sister, uh, talented, beautiful sister painted. And um, and so that's really fun. But um, that's sort of also my my hope and my theme uh, regarding uh, my the great privilege of getting to be chairman of the MPA this year. And 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 so I'm I'm sort of challenging Northwestern Mutual to to take more of a moonshot. And I'm so grateful for some things that are happening there. And it's really fun to watch. Um, it's funny though, because I was with my uh, kiddos over Christmas, our family, and we had some, had, we got to go to Cabo and some fun places. And, and one of my, my kids says, uh, dad, your theme last year was go. 
what's your theme? We're, we're, you know, that we've all been talking and we're hopeful, you know, gee, dad, could your theme next year be something, you know, we know you wouldn't do stop, but would you do pause? You know, and uh, they're kidding me about, you know, but my theme last year, I turned 60 and go and 60 look like the same word to me or the same number to me. And so, uh, but this year it's moonshot. And I kind of said, no, we're, we now we've launched and we're now heading to the moon. But Kennedy, 60 years ago, uh, gave a talk that was shocking to America as they heard it on a black and white TV with with rabbit ears, often aluminum foil on the rabbit ears. He said, we choose to go to the moon. You know, and America went, has our president lost his mind? And he said, we will do it in 10 years. We will not delay. This will test us. It will test our best. And sure enough, as we know, that, that ended up being one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And that's, that's where moonshot comes from. And it also scripturally ties to Ephesians 3.20. It, that, uh, unto those who can do exceedingly abundantly above or beyond, I love that beyond word in moonshot, what others or even you might ask or think. So are we thinking big enough? Are we thinking bold enough? Are we running after um, with God as our guide, things that are impossible. Wow. Well, that's a lot better than my theme of moonshine. That was not a good theme. I prefer moonshine. That's, that's excellent. Uh, okay. So let, let's turn a little bit to your, uh, thank you, Sam. I see your comment there. Uh, let's turn a little bit to uh, your book, Do Life Differently. Um, why did you write the book? And by the way, I'm in the middle of trying to do this. It's not easy. So I commend you for, uh, for writing a book and it's done really well and, and I appreciated it. But why don't you maybe talk a little bit about why you wrote it, uh, what the response has been, the impact of that book. We'd, we'd love to hear that. And, may, and how can Man. people get it if they want it? Yeah, I'll send you a free copy or you can send, call, you know, call my office or zip me a note and I'll send you a free copy. Uh, but, uh, you can actually get it on anywhere, you know, get it at the bookstore or on the internet, Amazon, whatever. Um, man, what a, what an amazing thing that has been. When my dad died, um, it, it was sort of a triggering event with me. My dad and I were very close and, it sort of felt like something that God, um, you know, kind of spoke to my heart a little bit on. And, and so then I started writing, it took me literally five years and I'm a perfectionist. And, uh, so that's kind of a, a crazy thing. And, but then it felt like it kind of came together in that way, you know, with God as my guide sort of thing. Um, I wrote it, I think to try to, you know, I'm sort of an impact junkie. I sort of, um, one of my, one of my, um, in my life book, Ron, um, there's a whole thing here on, I call it, I believe. And one of my great, I believe things is that, um, uh, that I should always be enthusiastic, especially about the success of others. And so I keep prayerfully thinking, you know, what can I do to, to, to really reach more people and, and maybe have impact. And I, I, I definitely think that, you know, you think about writing a book and maintaining humility uh, or writing a book and thinking that others ought to read something that I, you know, and, and just, you know, it's I don't see it that way. I just am hopeful that maybe something will come of it where somebody might read it and say, man, I'm I'm being more intentional in my life now 
Uh, there's chapters in the book about being lost. There's a chapter about being stuck uh, and getting unstuck and going uh, with a different trajectory up the mountain. Um, and so it's just been a labor of love. I, I recently got a, uh, an email from a guy in South Dakota and it was so fun that it was South Dakota because I don't think I know anybody in South Dakota, you know, <laughs> and this guy, he and his wife, he read the book, he gave it to his wife. And then we are now in this e emailing dialogue about some things in their life and then their marriage. And I just think, man, how cool is that? Because now I've met them and I would never have met them. And, and so I'm just grateful for kind of how that's, how that has been. That's terrific. All right. Well, we are now um, going to go into our breakout rooms. Uh, we want to talk about Psalm 45, three through five. I'll read it. Uh, gird your sword on your side, almighty warrior, clothe yourself with splendor and majesty and your majesty ride forth victoriously in the cause of truth, humility, and justice. Let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the King's enemies and let the nations fall beneath your feet. So that is uh, the scripture and, and the questions you could talk about either of these, what special meaning uh, might the scripture have in, in your life? Uh, either already has or maybe in 2023. Uh, and then the second one is, have you experienced tribulation and living out your faith? So maybe describe a time when, when you have gone through something uh, and maybe even how that tribulation could ultimately have benefited you if you if you're far enough past it, sometimes you can see that. So sort of one of those two things, that scripture, we're talking about uh, tribulation and, and living out your faith through it. Uh, and with that, we're going to uh, go to the breakout rooms and we will see you back in about 15, 20 minutes. Okay, well, welcome back, everyone. And uh, thank you. I, we, had, we had a marvelous uh, breakout uh, room, but let's, let me start with you, Jeff, and love to hear your experience in your breakout room did anything come up and other than the people in it were probably shocked that you were you were hosting it <laughs> yeah i was shocked and they were shocked but it was so good i was so i was just telling them how, how how grateful i was to get to be in a breakout team and then it was almost like some some of the greatest people in the world uh, were we you know i were there and they're they're it, you know i did pick that verse a little bit of a strange verse, but I was so gratified to hear what they said and this focus on what, how important it is to, to be in God's word and to focus our lives in truth and, and how Satan can take truth and kind of make it into something that's not quite true, you know? And so, man, I'm so, I was very inspired by my group for sure. Each person spoke and what they said was poignant and powerful and, and full of truth. Well, uh, I have to I have to echo that. Uh, we had an amazing session. We had people talking about uh, tribulation, the difficulty of sharing Christ in the office. Um, and we talked about praying through that as a way to break down a strong stronghold. Uh, and then um, we had a great comment. God provides for those God guides. And that kind of went back to your point before about letting uh, God guide your path. And so I thought that was helpful. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about a kind of a control issue. Um, and when that led us into humility and, and how humility is, is there and need for the savior, we went all over the place, but in the middle of it, in our breakout room, now I'm in a hotel cause I'm traveling with family and, um, the fire alarm went off 
And it just kept going on and on and on. So I said, all right, well, we need to pray. And somebody in, in my group is going to have to please uh, verify, maybe the, the uh, North Dakota folks. Um, and we just prayed about it as a group. And the moment I said amen, our alarm stopped. So that kind of reinforced the importance of prayer. So that was fun. Wow. Okay. So, Jeff, uh, if you were to leave us with maybe one kind of closing comment or transforming idea, uh, what would that be for the group? Oh man. Um, well, I, I don't, I'm, I'm more you know, right now. I feel more inspired. Um, I feel like I'm the recipient of, of lots of inspiration from this incredible group. Um, so Ron, I'm, I'm not sure what'll come of this, but I'm working on book number two and the title of it is best bold hope. And, um, I've spent lots of time on that best balance, excellence, service, and truth, bold. And that's really what I want to give you for a moment. Bold is an acronym to me, B-B-E, own, love, and do. Uh, And that bold acronym, you know, I'm a doer and I tend to want to go do. Uh, But if if I haven't spent time being before I go do, then what I do is not as appropriate as what it would be had I spent time being. And, and, and so being early in the morning, be still and know that I'm God, be his, and then own more. Stop passing the buck. I've got to own it. It's my mistake. Claim it. Even if I think it's only partially my mistake, say it's my mistake and own things. And then everything I do in love, Try to do everything in love, not in, you know, not motivated by fear, you know, but but motivated by love. And then the last thing is when I'm going to do things, kind of take it, formulate through that. And then the hope word, everybody heard that acronym, helping others pursue extraordinary. So thought I'd leave them with that crazy, uh, crazy uh, grouping of, of acronyms. Well, of course, those acronyms, I mean, what a great way of taking real godly principles in a way that people can use them and remember them. So uh, I, I applaud you for how you do that. I think in general, that's what I've learned today, Jeff, is you've taken so many really deep nuggets and you made it uh, so that we can use them every day in our walk. I mean, that's awesome. So thank you so much for uh, for everything. I want to thank everyone that's Uh, also participated. What a great session this is. Now, next month, I I don't know whether we announced this yet or not. Maybe we sent an email. I'm not sure. But next month, Keith Wagner will be our guest. He was the uh, host before I started doing it. And we are thrilled to have uh, Keith address the group next month. So we can't wait for that. So with that, Jeff, it's been a real blessing. Thank you so much. So grateful, guys. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, visit our website, www.christianfellowshipcommunity.org. The Christian Fellowship Community is an independent, not-for-profit corporation. CFC is supported by volunteers and through donations from its participants. Neither CFC nor this episode are endorsed by, affiliated with, or promoted by Northwestern Mutual. 